Alhamdulillah, Nahmadu, and Astain, who on Esther Firu, and Minubihi, when at our Kerwale. When I hold Billahi Min Shuru and Fusina, women say Yati Amalina, Mayahdihilahu Fala Mudilahu, or Mayudil Hufala Hadiella. When I shed one Laila illahu, or the Hula Sharikana, when I shed one Sayidana, when a Biana, or Habibana, or Shafiana, or Maulana, Muhammad and Abuduhu or Sulu. A Mabadu for Udu Billahi Min Shaypon, your Rajimi, Bismillahi, Rahman, your Rahim. يا أيها الذين آمنوا إن جاءكم فاسق بنبأ فتبينوا أن تصيبوا قوما بجهالة فتصبحوا على ما فعلتم نادمين صدق الله صدق الله مولانا العظيم وصدق رسوله النبي الحبيب الكريم ونحن على ذلك لمن الشاهدين والشاكرين والحمد لله رب العالمين أنرب العلماء رسبت الحفاظ بلام البرز الألدز إمام بخاري رحمه الله يسكوت الحديث on the authority of Sayyidina Ibn Abu Hurairah regarding the incident of a person belonging to the Banu Israel by the name of Juraj. To understand a little background regarding Juraj, Abdullah bin Abbas says regarding him that Juraj at a very young age, at the age of 13, he decided his path in life, he dedicated his life to the ibadat of his Rabb. He engaged in worship day and night, he didn't marry, he didn't have children, and this was his occupation. He was a little type of a soul ma'a, 
like we have a masjid built for our ibadah today, the place they would engage in ibadah at that time would be called the Sawmara. But in our understanding, we will call it like a little musalla or a little masjid. He would engage in ibadah in that private chamber of his day and night. The important person he had in his life was his mother. He said regarding his mother that she was also a very pious woman. If Judaism was pious, then Ju- and then his mother was equally pious. One of her specialities was kanat mustajabat al-da'wah. Whenever she raised her hand in dua, her duas were answered. She was a woman who was loved by one and all. Nevertheless, the incident continues. That one day Judaism was engaged in his ibadah. At the age of 13, he went to seclude himself. And time passed in this. Once his mother came up to him, and she came up to him on one night, and she called, O Juraj, asking him, calling unto him, and Juraj at that time was engaged in salah, engaged in ibadah. At this time, he's in a dilemma, what should I do? Should I answer my mother, ummi wa salati? Should I answer my mother or complete my salah? So at that time, his mind ran into the direction, let me complete my salah, I'll see to my mother later. His mother comes on the second night, and she says the same thing, O Juraj, He's in the in in dilemma again. What should I do? Should I answer her or continue with my salah? He continues with his salah. And on the third night she comes, Abdullah bin Abbas anhu says, on this night it was cold, it was rainy, it was windy. His mother probably needed something from him. And at this time when she calls him, he's still engaged in salah on this night as well. And then he continues with his salah and doesn't answer her. At this moment, his mother makes a dua, Allahumma la tumithu hatta turiyahu wujuhal mumisat. Oh, Allah, let it not be such that this boy or son of mine passes away until he sees the faces of loose women or what we say, women with loose habits, women involved in haram. This time continued until a time came when Juraj, historians write, he reached the age of 33. And people began speaking about him for how many years he's engaged in ibadat without any break in between. And he hasn't flawed and broken the law of Allah for so many years. One woman comes up and she says, "In If you want, I will fix this man up. I will make a lesson out of him. I will involve him in fitna. And she was imra'atun baghiya. She was a loose woman, engaged in haram actions. So she comes up and she tries to, she tries to seduce Juraj. But Juraj, historians write, فَلَمْ يَلْتَفِتْ إِلَيْهَا Leave alone talking to her or answering her. He didn't even pay any attention to her. She made a claim to the people that I will put this man in his place. So she worked on plan B and she looked for something else to do. So she found a shepherd who would sometimes come to Juraj, who would sometimes come to visit him in his masjid or in his musalla. And she, she, she seduced this man and she engaged in a haram action with him. And after some time she gave birth to a child. People began asking her, where did you get this child from? And she said, this boy, this son of mine, is the product of Juraj. Juraj engaged in a, haram, in a haram act with me, and he's the father of this child. People went up to Juraj, and without speaking to him, without asking, they broke down his masjid, his musalla, the place of his ibadat. They broke it down, they raised it to the ground. Juraj comes out and he asks them, Masha'anukum, what has happened? The hadith says, فَجَعَلُوا يَضْرِبُونَهُ وَيَشْتِمُونَهُ they began hitting him. They began abusing him physically, verbally. They did everything to him without even asking. Eventually they told him when his masjid was broken, that you claim to be a pious man. You claim to be leading people in the Banu Israel. 
You, be, you claim to be secluding yourself in this Sawmaha, in this Masjid or Musalla of yours. But these are the actions you are engaging in. You are engaging in haram, you are committing zina. So he asked him, what are you talking about? So they tell him, here's this woman who claims, who has mentioned that you are the father of this child. So Judaic tells him, Da'ani, hatta usalliya. Allow me to perform two rakats of salah. He engages in salah and thereafter he rubs, he passes his hand over the child. A child in infancy. Children at this age don't talk. They make noise, they cry. But Juraj looks at the child and he asks the child, Man abuka. As a miracle for Juraj, Allah allows this child to speak and the child says, Abi fulanun arra'i. My father is not Juraj. My father is so and so person who's a shepherd around this area. Now people were shocked. Because now the truth had come out. Now the truth has been exposed. So they apologized to Juraj. And فَجَعَلُوا يُقَبِّلُونَهُ وَيَتَمَسَّحُونَ بِهِ They began passing their hands over him. They began kissing him and apologizing. And as an apology, they tell Juraj that we broke down your sawmara. We broke down your masjid. But now we are prepared to rebuild this masjid of yours, not with bricks of clay and bricks of stone. We'll rebuild it with bricks of gold. Because... The truth has now come out. Today's terrorists no. Rebuild my masjid. Rebuild my sawmara, my place of worship. With the exact bricks as it was, as you broke it down, just rebuild it, and I will be happy to continue in that way. This incident, Muhaddithin mentioned, holds so many lessons. Many, many lessons. Today we wish to highlight just on two issues, two aspects in this hadith. Imam Qurtubi, rahimahullah, says under this hadith, some lessons we draw. Fihi ta'akkudu sa'il walad. Number one, the importance of any child, son or daughter, the importance they should show, the effort they should make in making their mothers and their parents happy. Nabi said, One gauge to see whether Allah is happy with you is look at the heart of your parents. Look at whether they are happy. If they are happy with you, Allah is happy with you. And if they are unhappy with you, displeased with you, isn't you know Allah is displeased with you as well. And he further on says, Be careful, be very, very careful that her heart never turns away from you. Her heart is never displeased with you. The heart of your mother, the heart of your parents. And take advantage of the du'as that she can make for you. Here she made du'a a long time ago. And she was such an intelligent woman. All she said was, Oh Allah, let him never pass away. Until he only sees the face of this woman. A hadith mentions, Had she made dua that, Oh Allah, involve him in the fitna. Let him make zina with her, he could have fell in zina. He could have fell into haram. But all she said was, Oh Allah, let it be such that he only sees the face of this woman. So importance of taking the duas of our parents, the duas of our mothers, the duas of those of our seniors. Imam Qurtubi rahimullah says, this is one lesson we learn. Another lesson, Glaring lesson we learned from this hadith is when these people heard some evil bad news regarding Juraj, without verifying, without asking him, without going to him, they just began taking action. They heard Juraj is the father of this child. A doubt came into their minds that Juraj committed zina. They took action against him. They began beating him. They broke down his place of worship. They put him into taklif. They verbally abused him. Until the truth one day came out and all their suspicions were wrong. This is the verse of Quran where Allah wa ta'ala teaches us, Ya ayyuhal ladheena amanu, people of Iman, 
When news comes to you from different sources, sometimes from sources which are not so reliable, then clarify, verify, make sure it's 100%. Why? If you don't, you might take action, you might make a statement, you might use your hands, you might become verbal, you might become physical, not realizing that you are inflicting harm on someone, you're accusing someone unknowingly, and this, as a result of this, you will fall into such regrets for the rest of your life. So important, always go find out. Hazrat Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, a man came to him, Rajulun min Bani Fazara, a man came to him from the Banu Fazara tribe, and he mentioned to Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, there's some doubts that I have. And what was his doubts? His doubts were, he says, aswad. If we understand this hadith, what he was trying to put forth before Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was, Ya Rasulullah, myself and my wife, we are a happy couple, and we have... We belong, we, our complexion is, we, we both are fair in complexion. But my wife has given birth to a child who's dark in complexion. So in other words, he was referring to maybe she did something wrong with someone because how can she give birth to a child dark in complexion when myself and her are fair complexion. So Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam began clearing and he, tell, he asked him, he was a villager, min ibil. Do you have camels? It was common for people in the villages to have these camels. So he said, yes. Nabi Sallallahu asked him, from what's the color of these camels? He said, Humrun. They are red or brown. What we understand, brown in color. This is the normal color of the camels, like brown. Nabi Sallallahu asked him, Hal fiha min awraq? Are there any camels in your flock that are sort of grayish, grayish in color? Not the normal brown color, grayish in color. So he said, inna fiha la burqa. Not one, but there are many camels like this. An entire flock of light brown camels, some come out like gray. They come with a grayish color. So Nabi Ali asked him, now tell me, you've got all your camels there. The mother and the father, the male and the female, both are light brown. How did that child come out gray? So he said, It's possible that in the lineage of these camels, one camel may have been this grayish color. And as a result, that gray color played up in this child. So Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam mentioned, Asa It's possible that your child that has been born now came out with a different color. There's no need to doubt your wife. There's no need to have suspicion. It's possible that you are of a certain complexion. She's of a, of a, of a certain complexion. The child came out with a complexion that's not yours and not hers. Maybe somewhere along the line, some grandparent or somewhere in the lineage, there was someone with this type of a color, and that's why this child has come out with this complexion. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, this was his sunnah. When something transpired and took place, he always found out, and he taught us also, let's look into the situation. Let's verify before we take anything to heart, before we begin holding unnecessary suspicions, or based on a suspicion, before holding a wrong opinion regarding someone, or before passing this news to anyone else, let's take out time to verify. One, patient, one person mentioned so beautifully, before you hold a grudge, you heard something, you heard someone's comment, before you hold a grudge against anyone, hold a conversation. Because many a times, the information you received, 
is just based on a misunderstanding. So hold a conversation before you hold a grudge. Rasulullah sallallahu 8th year of Hijri, Nabi sallallahu is going on one of the greatest battles in Islam, Fathi Makkah, conquering Makkah, Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam, is walking to Makkah, victorious, and before that, Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam planned to move, and it was important and vital that the plans of the Muslim army do not reach the Quraysh and the people of Makkah, so that they don't prepare in a way that it results in a defeat. So Nabi sallallahu alayhi is preparing to leave, and as they are about moving, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam calls three sahaba radiyallahu anhum. Who are they? Hazrat Ali, Hazrat Zubair, and Hazrat Miqdad radiyallahu anhum. And he tells them that I want you all to march immediately until you'll come to a certain place. The name of this place is Rawatakhah. You'll come to this place. In this place, there'll be a caravan. In that caravan, there's a woman. This woman is carrying vital information that we cannot allow to reach the Makkans. You must intercept this woman and intercept that information. They go up, they reach this place, they see the caravan, they meet the woman who fits that description, and they tell her, there's some information that you are carrying, you need to give us that information. She denies. So the Sahaba radiallahu anhum saying, Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam gave us the full description. It can't be that he's wrong, definitely you have this information somewhere, and we will make sure we take out that information. Until her baggage, any, her luggage, nothing, there's no information. There was a letter that was concealed in her hair. And she was taking this to the people of Makkah. They intercept that letter, they bring it to Rasulullah sallallahu And in that mention is made of the Muslims advancing to Makkah Mukarramah. Sahaba radiallahu anhu are enraged, who leaked this information out? Why did this information go to the kuffar? It was not supposed to go. So Nabi wasallam looks, who is the letter addressed from? Who wrote the letter? And the letter was written by one of the Sahaba of Nabi Sallallahu Hatib bin Abi Balta'a radiallahu ta'ala anhu. Obviously, if you know this type of information has reached, everyone wants to take action. But what was the response of Nabi Alayhi Salatu Wasalam? He didn't act immediately. Some Sahaba stood up and said, Ya Rasulullah, da'ni adrib munafiq. Allow us to execute this man. Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam calls up Hatib and he tells him, Oh Hatib, what happened? Why did you do this? So Hatib radiallahu anhu says, Ma fa'altu? Kufran walartidadan andini. Ya Rasulullah, I didn't do this out of kufr and leaving my religion and leaving deen, the deen of Islam. The only reason I did this was because there's no one to take care of my family in Makkah Mukarramah. If the Muslim army advances and a battle ensues, then the, my family would be facing difficulty. All I wanted was someone to take my family and give them some asylum. That's why I passed this on. So he did it. Cleanly, Nabi wasalam, heard his story and then he told the Sahaba that qad This man is true. He's true at heart. He didn't do it to deliberately leak out information. He had something else on his mind and on his heart. No one should take any action against Hatib. Why? Hatib belongs to the Sahaba who took part in Badr. And Allah has made a special announcement regarding them of forgiveness regarding all the people of Badr. But Nabi wasalam, he found out. He made sure he verified. Like this, there are many other incidents in the life of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam where he portrayed to us, before we take an action, let's find out. Let's understand what had taken place before we fall into problems. On the lighter side, there's an incident narrated regarding this very same lesson. That before we take action, before we get excited, before we make statements or lay our hands on anyone, let's verify and find out. There was this couple who were a happy married couple, they were relaxing, and all of a sudden, there's an emergency that the husband 
has to attend to. So he wakes up and the wife, his wife is still sleeping. So he leaves her in that state and he goes to attend to that emergency. He just darts out of the house. When the wife wakes up, she wonders the husband isn't here. She goes around the house, looks around, where is he? Doubts begin running through her mind. She goes to look for the vehicle. The vehicle is not there. Where has this man left me all of a sudden? Where is he gone to? So doubts begin running through her mind. Is he cheating on me? Is he going to see someone else? So she calls the son. And she tells her son. She was upset. She didn't want to phone. So she gives her son the phone. If you phone and see where's your father. When the son phones, someone picks up. And he tells her mother, there's a woman who picked up on the other side. Now, as though her doubts are confirmed, she's upset and she's getting ready to leave. After some time, the husband returns. He comes back home. And he sees she's upset, she's in tears, she's not speaking. So he goes to ask the son what transpired, what has happened. So the son narrates, this is what happened. She woke up, she was looking for you, she couldn't find you. So she asked me to call. The, uh, the, 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 the husband, the father says, okay, so you called and what happened? She says there was a lady on the phone. So the husband then comes, brings the son in front of the wife and he says, before we take action, he asked the son, tell me, what did that lady who picked up the phone, what did she say? The son says, the lady on the phone said, the subscriber you have dialed is not available. Please try again later. The entire episode that would have become an end, a, a cause for the marriage ending, all based on a doubt. So all we've got to do is follow the principle of Quran, follow the principle of the Hadith, follow the Sunnah of Nabi And if something transpires, we need to verify, we need to clarify before we amplify. May Allah wa ta'ala give us tawfiq to practice on whatever has been mentioned. وآخر دعوانا الحمد لله رب العالمين Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillahi wahda, wa salatu wa salamu ala malla nabiyya ba'da. Wa nashadu an la ilaha illa allahu wahdahu la sharika lah. Wa nashadu anna sayyidana wa sanadana wa habibana wa shafi'ana wa maulana muhammadan abduhu wa rasooluh. Amma ba'du fayayuhal nas, qala allahu jalla wa ala, ya ayyuhal ladhina amanu in jaakum fasikum binaba'in fatabayyanu. 
أن تصيبوا قوما بجهالة فتصبحوا على ما فعلتم نادمين وقال تعالى يا أيها الذين آمنوا اجتنبوا كثيرا من الظن إن بعض الظن إثم ولا تجسسوا ولا يغتب بعضكم بعضا أيحب أحدكم أن يأكل لحم أخيه ميتا فكرهتموه واتقوا الله إن الله تواب الرحيم بارك الله بارك الله لنا ولكم في القرآن العظيم ونفعنا وإياكم بما فيه من الآيات والذكر الحكيم أقول قولي هذا وأستغفر الله لي ولكم ولسائر المسلمين فاستغفروه إنه هو الغفور الرحيم الحمد لله الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلله فلا هادي له ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن سيدنا ونبينا ومولانا محمد عبده ورسوله صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه وبارك وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا أما بعد فيا أيها الناس اتقوا الله في السر والعلن وذروا الفواحش ما ظهر منها وما بطن وحافظوا على الجمع والجماعة ووطنوا أنفسكم على السمع والطاعة وعلموا أن الله أمركم بأمر بدأ فيه بنفسه ثم ثنى بملائكة قدسه ثم ثلث بالمؤمنين من برية جنه وإنسه فقال تبجيلا لقدر حبيبه وتعظيما إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم فصلي وسلم وبارك على حب خلقك إليك وأكرمهم لديك سيدنا ونبينا ومولانا محمد وعلي وأتباعه كما تحب وترضى عدد ما تحب وترضى ورد اللهم عن أبي بكر صديق نبيك من قال في حقه رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم لو كنت متخذا خليلا لاتخذت أبا بكر خليلا ورد اللهم عن الناطق بالصدق والصواب من قال في حقه سيد الجن والبشر لو كان بعدي نبي لكان عمر ورد اللهم عن كامل الحياء والإيمان من قال في حقه سيد ولد عدنان لكل نبي رفيق في الجنة ورفيقي فيها عثمان بن عفان ورد اللهم عن مركز الولاية والقضاء من قال في حقه النبي الأواه من كنت مولاه فعلي مولاه ورد اللهم عن السيدين ريحانتي سيد الكونين من قال في حقهما سيد الكونين سيدا شباب أهل الجنة الحسن والحسين ورد اللهم عن أمهما فاطمة الزهراء من قال في حقها رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم سيدة نساء أهل الجنة فاطمة ورد اللهم عن جميع الصحابة خصوصا عن معاوية وعن بنات نبيك زينب ورقية وأم كلثوم فاطمة وعن أزواجه المطهرات خصوصا عن خديجة وعائشة وحفصة وعن عمي نبيك أبي عمارة الحمزة وأبي الفضل العباس وعن التابعين وأتباعهم أجمعين إلى يوم الدين ربنا اغفر لنا ولإخواننا الذين سبقونا بالإيمان ولا تجعل في قلوبنا غلا للذين آمنوا ربنا إنك رؤوف رحيم عباد الله رحمكم الله إن الله يأمر بالعدل والإحسان وإيتاء ذي القربى وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغي يعيذكم لعلكم تذكرون أذكر الله تعالى يذكركم ودعوه يستجب لكم ولذكر الله تعالى أعلى وأولى وأعز وأجل وأتم وأهم وأعظم وأكبر والله يعلم ما تصنعون
Taking our sufuf and showing that our heels on the line and that there are no gaps in between. Allahu Akbar. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen, Ar-Rahman, Ar-Rahim, Maliki Yawmiddin. Iyaka na'abudu wa iyaka nasta'een. Ihdina al-sirat al-mustaqeem. Sirat al-lazina an'amta alayhim ghayri al-maghubi alayhim سبح اسم ربك الأعلى الذي خلق فسوى والذي قدر فهدى والذي أخرج المرعى فجعله غثاء أحوى سنقرئك فلا تنسى إلا ما شاء الله إنه يعلم الجهر وما يخفى ونيسرك لليسرى فذكر إن فعت الذكرى سيذكر من يخشى ويتجنبها الأشقى الذي يصل النار الكبرى ثم لا يموت فيها ولا يحيا قد أفلح من تزكى وذكر اسم ربه فصلى بل تؤثرون الحياة الدنيا والآخرة خير وأبقى إن هذا لفي الصحف الأولى صحف إبراهيم وموسى الله أكبر سمع الله لمن حمده الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين إهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين هل أتاك حديث الغاشية وجوه يومئذ خاشعة عاملة ناصبة تصلى نارا حامية تسقى من عين آنية ليس لهم طعام إلا من ضريع لا يسمن ولا يغني من جوع وجوه يومئذ ناعمة لسعيها راضية في جنة عالية لا تسمع فيها لاغية فيها عين جارية فيها سرر مرفوعة وأكواب موضوعة ونمارق مصفوفة وزرابي مبثوثة فلا ينظرون إلى الإبن كيف خلقت وإلى السماء كيف رفعت وإلى الجبال كيف نصبت وإلى الأرض كيف سطحت فذكر إنما أنت مذكر لست علي غيطر إلا من تولى وكفر فيعذبه الله العذاب الأكبر 